The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. It is Texas football today, a show that is as scared as you are. Trust me, I'm not comfortable in this chair either. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you'll see us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. So you may notice that I am sitting at Mission Control right now. Um... We don't have any of the other cameras on, otherwise I'd show you. Excellent. Let me just do this. I'll take out this little webcam. Whoop. See, there's the studio. There's nobody else here. There's Chandra. But there's nobody else here. It's just me. You're stuck with me. Max is on his way. I think I just screwed up the camera. Oh, well. Uh, Max is on his way to uh, uh, to San Francisco, I believe, is where he is heading to as I screw up the camera. There we go. Focus. Focus. You can do it. We did. Okay. Uh, Max is on his way to, to California right now. And as a result, uh, we put a show on tape uh, for you today. So that is what I'm here playing here at Mission Control. I am very scared, but we will get through this together. Today is Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. 274 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 717. 717, the number of at-bats for Jeff Fry in his Lester's Texas Rangers career. Uh, so, on today's show, yesterday we had the pleasure of talking with Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, uh, about all things Texas High School football coaching changes. Touch on a lot of the big changes around the state. Um, get his take on it. But beyond that, uh, one thing worth mentioning, and I'll, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. Um, what one coaching change you will not hear us mention uh, that came down yesterday is that uh, we have a third state champion, reigning state champion in Texas high school football uh, that is looking for a new coach. Uh, Mason will be looking for a new coach, uh, Coach Cade Burns, uh, who has been there for eight seasons and has a an astonishing 109 record. That's 100-9 um record there with two state championships in 2011 and 2018. Um, He was actually named principal of the school yesterday. Uh, That's true, yes. So congratulations to Coach Burns. Uh, That's that's a big deal there in in Mason, Texas, but as a result, he is not going to be coaching the football team. So we now have three state champions that will have new head coaches heading into 2019. Alito, of course, uh, as uh, Tim Buchanan takes over for Steve Woods. They kind of switch positions. Uh, Grandview, uh, Brad Davis retired after they won their state championship, and now Mason. So that is one that broke after we ended up recording uh, the interview with Step yesterday, so you will not hear us mention that. I'm very sorry. I'm sure Step has some thoughts on that uh, that we will get up on the site here pretty soon. But in any case, we did have a great conversation with Matt Step about the latest uh, Texas high school football coaching news from around the state and a little bit of, a little bit of rumor mongering as well. We'll get into that. Here's our conversation with Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football insider Matt Step here on Texas Football Today. Max, let's go to the hotline, bring in the Dave Campbell's Texas football high school football insider. We are joined uh, by Matt Stepp, who has escaped the Great White North. Welcome home, sir. 
Thank you, thank you. It is uh, the, the land of poutine and terrible barbecue and Mexican food is now in my rearview mirror, and I'm back in the great state of Texas. Is there so there is like Mexican food and barbecue in Canada? I just assume that it just like stops at the border. Mexican food is a very we'll put a quote around that because it's not great. There actually is one really good barbecue place in Toronto. Ironically, it's owned by a guy from Dallas, so. It's Darn actually right. pretty good. It's, Darn it's, right. It's I got, yeah. got, got the text. Like so, Texan to go to Canada to actually run it correctly. So we're here to we're, we're here with the architect of the step bomb himself, Matt Step, to talk a little bit about uh, the latest in the Texas high school football coaching carousel. Um, you know, we were there. There's a number of really interesting moves this year. Not necessarily we haven't seen the volume I think that we've seen in past years, but we've seen I think a lot of jobs that are really interesting. So, for example. Um, a guy that you and I know, a guy that that I think has been waiting for the for for the right job to come along and jumped at it. Uh, Fort Bend Hightower, uh, a couple of, about a month ago, ended up hiring uh, Joseph Sam out of Ma- yeah. uh, Mansfield Legacy. Um, you know, Fort Bend Hightower is a, a program obviously with pedigree, played for a title in this decade, uh, and Joseph Sam, an exciting young coach uh, who obviously has some pretty good pedigree himself. Yeah, I mean, Joe Sam was really one of the rising young stars in the Dallas Fort Worth area as far as assistant coaches go. Um, he was uh, a finalist for um, the North Crowley job when it came open, um, and, and I think if he hadn't pulled his name out, he probably he would have had a great chance of getting that job. Um, I think he was waiting for the right opportunity, and, and you know, Fort Bend Hightower has always been a place with a ton of talent. They've got a, a lot of raw material to work with. They've got a winning tradition, winning pedigree. They're kind of on that southern edge of the district there in Fort Bend, kind of bumping up against Manville and uh, Shadow Creek, so they've got that whole area of greater Houston is always known for producing talent. And I think Joe Sam's coming in there. He's, bring, he's bringing a lot of energy. He's bringing some fresh ideas, not being a guy from the Houston area. He's got some of his own ways on doing things. And, and I think he's been a part of great programs. You know, before he was at Mansfield Legacy, he worked under Randy Jackson at Mesquite Poteet. So he's got, he's got those, those assistant coach chops, worked under some great coaches. And I think he was really ready to uh, put his own stamp on a program. And I think he was, in my opinion, a real home run hire for Fort Bend ISD. Um, you know, one that came down, that was about a month ago, one that came down recently, actually on Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, um, The um, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, Grapeland. The, the, the Sandys coming off a 10-win season themselves. Wayne Mahaffey uh, re- retires after a lengthy career in Texas high school football, and they turn uh, to a guy with state championship pedigree, uh, in in Terry Ward, uh, who who leaves Harleton after I think a forgettable couple of years, uh, but but overall this seemed this this strikes me as a really intriguing hire uh, when you talk about Grapeland trying to keep this momentum going. Yeah, you know Grapeland in, in, in a lot of ways is, is a little similar to Tenaha, uh, just not not as far as the, uh, the the real state title pedigree, but Grapeland's been you know a winning program. They've had good years. They've got a lot of talent. Um, you know, the Harleton thing for Coach Ward, I think, uh, you know, he, he wanted to take a stab um, at, at trying to turn a program around, and, you know, it just didn't work out. There's just, you know, Harleton struggled, and, and, and it's, it's been a place that people haven't won in, in quite a long time. And, uh, you know, I think he gave it a shot, and it just didn't work out for him. And I think Grapeland, uh, in a lot of ways, has some similarities to, 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 to Tenaha with, with uh, just the overall talent. And this is a team, you, you look at Grapeland and what they did last year, I mean, they played they played Mart tougher than than anyone else aside from Fall City mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They pushed Mart for you know about a half before Mart uh, pulled away in the second half. This is a really good team. They still got a lot of talent back. 
and I, and I think this is the place where Terry War is going to come in, and, and I think he can kind of hit the ground running and, and, and keep Grapeland uh, rolling uh, at the level they've been. Now, getting past Mart's going to be tough in Region 3. They're probably going to be looking at another another matchup of Mart in the second round of the playoffs again, which will be a tall order, but I, I definitely think um, – he can win double-digit games at Grapeland in many of his years. A guy that we haven't seen in the big chair uh, as far as head coaching uh, is concerned in a couple of years, uh, taking over at McKinney Boyd, uh, Joe McBride, uh, most recently the Coppell uh, ISD athletic director, uh, is now uh, moving over to get back on the sidelines. Uh, and and uh, Obviously a guy who's, who's been a head coach for a, for a long time, a successful head coach uh, for a long time, moved to an AD role, now moving back to the sidelines. Um, I'm really interested in your take on, on Joe McBride uh, moving uh, up the road from Coppell up to uh, McKinney Boyd. You know, I, I knew Coach McBride. I haven't talked to him a few times, uh, just on the circuit, seeing him at games and that kind of thing. I, I knew that he had some coaching left in him. Um, I think it was just a matter of the right opportunity and when when he was actually going to do it. You know, I, I, I thought he was going to wait until his son um, got done playing at Memphis. Um, his son Brady is a quarterback at Memphis. I believe he was a, a freshman this year, so he's got three years left. I thought he would try to wait until Brady got done playing, but obviously um, McKinney Boyd is a great opportunity. Sean Pratt's a great, great AD to work for. McKinney ISD's got a lot of things going for it, and I think he felt like, this was an opportunity that was too good to pass up if he was going to get back um, onto the sidelines. And, you know, he's a guy that, that really took Coppell. And, you know, there was a couple of years there where Coppell was, you know, there was that one year they played Trinity in, the, in that classic quarterfinal game. And this is mm-hmm. a, he, had, he had Coppell on the brink of potentially playing for a state title. Um, so, you know, I think he can do some good things at Boyd. Boyd's got a lot of numbers. They've got some talent. And, 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 and it's wasn't that long ago that McKinney Boyd was was really the second best team in that part of the of the Metroplex aside from Allen, and they were the only team that uh, would regularly give Allen at least a little bit of a test. So, you know, I think the pedigree is there for Boyd to have some good to do some good things, and he's he's building a good staff. I think he's going to have a really really good coaching staff in place, and I think that that physical brand of football that McBride's teams are known for. I think we'll kind of see that identity play out with McKinney Boyd. Uh, staying in the DFW area, talking about uh, coaches returning to the sideline, it was just a one-year hiatus uh, for Hal Lawson, of course, the uh, the much much uh, talked about uh, situation uh, that left him out at South Lake Carroll. He takes one year as the uh, as kind of the head of athletics over at Irving ISD, but he's back on the sidelines going to Corsicana, uh, south of Dallas. Uh, a really interesting job here for for him. You know, a, a one school town, uh, a guy who 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 has had success obviously at the highest level. Uh, what do you make of Hal Lawson uh, making it back to the sideline at a place like Corsicana? You know, we, a lot, us in the Metroplex, a lot of people only know Hal Watson for really his time um, at South Lake mm-hmm. Carroll or maybe, you know, his, his brief stop there at Keller Foster Ridge. But, I mean, Cal, Hal Watson's been around the block. This guy, I mean, he's been at Italy, San Saba, Pittsburgh, Kearns, Mejia, Liberty Hill, Foster Ridge, and South Lake Carroll. So, you know, being in a smaller town is not going to be anything that he's not used to. And he's from that area. He, he's a native of Kearns, which is about eight miles East of Corsicana, there on Highway 31. So, and this is something he's he's very connected in that community. His, his name, um, the Watson last name, is, is is well known in that part of the of part of the world. Um, so, I think this is kind of a, a homecoming for him in a lot of ways. And I think you know he felt like what happened at South Lake Carroll. You know, he, I don't think he would ever admit this, but I think he he was, you know, what what happened at South Lake to him. I, I don't think he wanted his coaching career to to end 
um, on that note. And I think he felt like he has something to prove. And, uh, you know, he's bringing some of his old coaches from South Lake Carroll with him down to Corsicana. I know he just recently hired uh, Greg Davis, um, who was his, one of his assistants at South Lake. I recently hired him as a defensive coordinator at Corsicana. So I think he's going to put together a really good coaching staff. Corsicana is going to have talent. They've all they've always had talent. It's a one-school town, and, if, and I think he can get that thing pointed in the right direction. I think Corsicana is really an interesting team to watch uh, this upcoming year in 5A Division Two, just because there's so much excitement around uh, Wasson's basically return to his home. We're talking with Matt Stepp, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Speaking of guys uh, kind of returning home, uh, such is the situation in uh, Sinton. Uh, unfortunately, Tom Allen, uh, the, the longtime coach there uh, at, at Sitton, had to uh, uh, retire, focusing on his health. Obviously, we wish him the very best. Uh, but they go to a guy who's obviously very familiar with this program, a, a former star at Sitton, a former star pirate in uh, in, in Michael Troutman, uh, come, moving over from Klein Collins, where he was assistant head coach, uh, taking his first head coaching job, uh, heading back home, uh, it would seem like, for Michael Troutman. Yeah, you know, sometimes going home is a good thing. Sometimes it can be a, a, a really challenging thing. I mean, we may talk about one of those uh, homecomings that could be challenging. In this situation with Stanton and Coach Troutman, I think it's a great fit. Um, Troutman comes, you know, Troutman was an assistant um, at Klein Collins, and you look at the pedigree uh, and the staff that Coach Drew Savota had built there before he left to go to Rice, and there's like five or six guys on that staff who are now head coaches uh, spread around the state. So. Um, Troutman comes from a staff with a lot of pedigree. He's obviously from Sinton, and so there, there's a connection there. And I think Sinton really wanted to get a guy who they felt like was going to stay there for the long term. That they like stability. That they like they, they've had a lot of stability with their head coaches. They don't run through um, coaches every three to four years. So I think you know the group of finalists that they had. I think a couple of the, couple of the other guys. I think Sinton ISD felt like those guys may only stay in Fenton for a couple of years and then move on to another job where I think they feel very confident that Troutman is there for the long haul. And I think, you know, two and eight for Fenton is a little bit of an aberration. And I think um, Coach Allen's health and the concerns there kind of wore on the kids a little bit. And I mm-hmm. think it kind of showed in their performance in the field where they, there's just a lot of distractions. And they were worried about their coach. I think with, with Troutman coming in and fresh energy, fresh ideas, and, and being an alumni and really, you know, being ingrained in that Stinton community, I, I expect him, you know, he doesn't have the head coaching experience or pedigree. He's a little bit of an unknown, but just knowing how the coaches at Klein Collins have done when they've gotten head coaching opportunities, I think uh, Troutman's going to do a good job at Stinton. Speaking of going home, uh, such is the situation in Stephenville, obviously one of the most decorated programs in Texas high school football history. Uh, they have a new head coach in Sterling Doty uh, moving in from Magnolia, uh, a guy who, who uh, is a, a Stephenville guy. Uh, he's coming home, but, uh, you know, this is it, – it's funny. Stephenville is, is such a, a proud program, obviously has high standards for themselves, um, and and it, boy, it's, it seems like that is a, a you got to win right now situation. And I imagine Sterling Doty knows I got to go to Stephenville, and I don't get a rebuilding year. It's 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 hitting the ground running there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at it. I mean, Stephenville with uh, Coach Winder, who they let go of. I mean, he played. They were in the semifinals last year, and this year they go uh, seven and four. I think a lot of folks there felt like um, they left a couple of games on the table they could have won. Um, especially that second round playoff loss to Salina. So, you know, expectations are really high in Stephenville. And, and I, know, I know Coach Doty's a proud Stephenville alum. He's got, you know, ties to the glory days when, when Stephenville was winning state championships. But, you know, 
This isn't 1993-94 Stephenville. This is he's walking into a Stephenville program that you know talking to a lot of folks in town, they feel like this is going to be they're they're in for some lean years. There's not as much talent in the pipeline. The numbers are down in the program, and they're in a really really tough district. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be this this is this was an interesting move because um, I know Coach Doty had an excellent gig at Magnolia. And I know the uh, the allure and the call of home. Uh, can be tough to resist sometimes. This, this is going to be a challenge because I think from a numbers and, and talent standpoint, um, Stephenville is going to be in for a little bit of a down downturn in the next couple of years. So, the, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Coach Doty can, can find a way to work some magic um, with lesser talent on hand than Stephenville's used to. Speaking of uh, uh, kind of maneuvering in, into positions where we maybe didn't necessarily uh, expect one thing that we uh, we talked a little bit at length about um, about McGregor and the situation going on there with Judd Thrash and, and the, the mess, plain and simple, is going on there. But I think one thing flying under the radar that people maybe, maybe because McGregor is sucking up a lot of the oxygen in the room, people may not be paying attention to what's going on in Whitesboro. It is a real, another real bizarre situation. Can you give, give us a little bit of a rundown about what you know about the situation out in Whitesboro? So, so let's, let's, let's set a little background here for Whitesboro. Mm-hmm. Whitesboro started playing football in 1911. Their first playoff appearance in school history was in 2011. Mm-hmm. They played football for 100 years and never made the playoffs once. Eddie Gill has been there since 2006, and the first few years he kind of had got, got the program going. They were there were several couple of years where Whitesboro went seven and three and missed the playoffs, but really got that program turned around in the right direction. And they've made the playoffs seven straight years now. 2011, 2018, they've been in the playoffs every year. Mm. They've been to the third round twice. I mean, this is a program that hadn't, hadn't been in the playoffs in 100 years. And now this guy's gone to the playoffs seven straight years, taking him to the third round twice. Yes, I think they did underachieve a little bit this year, going seven and four. I think most people thought with what they had coming back, they should have been a two- or three-round uh, playoff team at, at, at worst. But, I mean, the guy gets non I mean, he, he, What happened was he, he got his contract was voted not to get renewed at the school board meeting um, last week. Uh, four to three vote. So Whitesboro is looking for a new head coach after a guy has one quote unquote. I mean, the seven and four is a bad year. <laughs> right. He's doing right. something right. And I mean, from 1976 to 2005, Whitesboro won 71 games total. Jeez. And in Gill's, Gill's tenure, they've won 72 games. Wow. So they run a guy off that that's done wonders for that program, and it's really confusing and really curious. Um, that they did that, and I really think he, uh, Coach Gill, in my opinion, got a raw deal. It's, it's definitely one of those small town politics things. I'm sure he made the wrong guy on the school board mad or something. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, think about that: a hundred years, no playoff appearances, and they go seven straight years, and they go seven and four, and that's not good enough. It's a it's a wild uh, to it's me a, it's baffling. It's a wild world. It's a wild world out there. Um, another another job that uh, that got filled uh, recently. In fact, on Monday. Um, the, this has been we, we talked about it on the show today. It's been it's been rumbled. It's been rumored. We, we kind of heard th- some things about this. It seemed like kind of fait accompli. It is now official that the new head coach at Tyler Chapel Hill is Jeff Reardon, uh, who of course did wonders uh, down there at Crosby. Uh, I understand there's there's a, a family element to this. I, I think his wife is from out east, uh, so this is a return home for her. But uh, but what do you make of uh, of Jeff Reardon uh, leaving Crosby, heading to a place in Tyler Chapel Hill that again does have state championship pedigree? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, not only does uh, yeah, Coach Reardon's wife is, is a native of Lindale, mm-hmm. but also Coach Reardon has ties to East Texas. You know, he was the offensive coordinator on that uh, Sulphur Springs State Championship team. Remember when they had uh, Tyree Brawlison mm-hmm. and uh, and those guys? I think Tepper, me, and you witnessed uh, my Everman Bulldogs lose to them in the uh, semifinals at Texas Stadium. I do remember uh, when 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 you introduced the term truck stick Sorry to the world. Uh, but uh, you know, Reardon was the offensive coordinator for that team, so he's got ties to East Texas well so um i think this is a good fit for him obviously the, the situation at crosby just just didn't work out um with the financial issues and coach reardon having to uh you know cut coaches from his coaching staff and, and you know he was he was really upset about it you know when it happened he was he had to let go literally this he had to fire really good coaches in order to save money for the district so yeah, it was it was a difficult situation and i think that situation regardless of what anyone says impacted crosby's on-field performance because that team down the stretch really just hit hit just hit the tanks and, and just did not play well down the stretch and I think all the distractions off the field really hurt them. So it wasn't a good situation. I think he was looking to leave. And uh, you know, Chapel Hill, yeah, they struggled the last couple of years, but you know, from what I understand, their their, their junior high groups uh, went undefeated and I think their ninth grade won district as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there's talent in the pipeline as long as they can keep it at Chapel Hill, I, I think there could be some good things coming because Coach Reardon He's known as a guy with a lot of energy, um, re- real high-energy guy, and can build a program, is going to connect with the kids in the community, and I think um, it could work out really well for Chapel Hill. One last uh, question for Matt Stepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Join us on Texas Football Day. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TFDA. I actually did get to break some news while you were gone. Uh, I don't know if you uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard. but uh, I, I, I did. It was, it was uh, I was... I was quite impressed. I was very <laughs> proud of you. As I was in Canada and saw saw the, the Tep bomb. Thank you. Uh, hit, hit the, uh, sorry, Max. I know Tepper's been insufferable. Oh, uh, it, it's been great. You know, we have to give credit where credit's due. It was, it was a big move, and uh, I, was, I was impressed, sir. But uh, let's talk about the, the, the job, and not, not just the, the, the very handsome guy who broke it, but the um, uh, uh, Jared Fikach, uh, our our iCoach Inspirational Coach of the Year here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, who did such wonders there at San Saba. Um, is, is now uh, now heading over to Georgetown Eastview. Uh, a big leap in classification here. You're going from 2A to 5A. Um, I'm really interested in, in kind of your take on, on this this move, which, uh, you know, you don't see this kind of leap all that often. You know, you'll see 3A to 5A, things like that, but it seems like 2A to 5A is pretty uh, pretty rare. Yeah, you know, and, and I kind of, and I think we talked about it. We After Sands have finished up the year going 14-1, and one, we kind of thought, that there was going to be some big schools coming after Fikach just because of the turnaround that he had and some of the, the publicity that, that San Saba had, had garnered this year because of their wonderful season. So um, it, it made sense to me. Um, Fikach has ties to the area. He was an assistant at Wimberley under Weldon Nelms, so he knows that area well. And he, he was at Weatherford before he went to San Saba. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was an assistant at a 6A program. So, I, you know, he's been around bigger programs. Obviously, it's different when you're the, the guy in charge. So that'll be. Uh, interesting, but he's got some. You know, I know him and Coach Nelms are very close. And I saw we saw Coach Nelms. I know when we watched us, Max and I and Ish watched San Saba and Celeste. Uh, we saw Coach Nelms down there on the sideline post game, and so I'm sure he'll use him as a resource to kind of guide him through. But I mean, I think Eastview's a. You know, when, when coaches were asking me about Eastview, I, I thought it was an underrated job because of the 5A split. You know, mm-hmm. being Division Two, I think in their district alignment. Um, they've got a chance to be very competitive and be very good um, in this new division split, especially in Region 4, which is always a little more wide open. So, you know, he's got some things to work on for sure, built, uh, 
instilling his his program and his values in that in, in Eastview. But he's, he's not taking over a team that that was at the bottom. Mm-hmm. They were six and five last year. They 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 were very competitive, and I, and I think his energy and and, and his pedigree, and I, and I definitely think he's going to have some confidence in, in what he's doing. And I think there's going to be some buy-in uh, from the kids in the community because this guy's coming in. And it's, hey, this guy went 14 and one last year. He knows what he's talking about. So. I think it's a good fit for ECU. He is Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider. And by the way, if you like these kinds of insights, a uh, little bit of breaking news for you. Uh, we, we are going to revive Tepp and Stepp. Uh, in in an off in an off season, don't say that. In an off season uh, uh, way, uh, we're going to do monthly premium podcasts for insiders, uh, where you can get the real scuttlebutt on the latest Texas high school football coaching moves. We're going to talk high school football uh, as only we can, uh, nerding out about it. So tep, tep and step, uh, we're nerding gonna, out so hard. We're going to get more content out of Matt Step, our Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Step eight one seven Step. Appreciate your courage. Thank you, sir. There he is, Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, uh, joining us to talk a little bit of the scuttlebutt around Texas high school football coaching changes. Uh, as I mentioned off the top of the show, we recorded that yesterday before the big news out of Mason where uh, Cade Burns is going to be stepping down as head coach to take over as school principal. Uh, but appreciate Step hopping on with us. Uh, I believe we're off the rest of the week. Uh, yeah, because Max is gone until forever? I think. Yeah, I remember him telling me goodbye forever. So it was a good run. Anyway, uh, no, we'll probably be back Monday. So uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Let's see if I can dismount the show right. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max Thompson and Matt Stab, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, it's over there, but please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.